0: If you only study marketing and business topics, you're boring. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, and, And your marketing and your copywriting and your business offers, your personality as you show up in business is going to be boring. People who are interesting marketers people who are interesting copywriters, people who are interesting communicators, leaders, have outside hobbies and interests that are not just about their core competency. And so (laughs) tip number one, don't be completely siloed focused inside of marketing and business if you want to be a better marketer. One of the things that I really like to study, and actually this goes back to before being a marketer and a copywriter, is psychology. I got my degree in psychology. uh, And I like to study human behavior, relationships, personal development. Oftentimes relationships is about improving yourself to improve your relationships. And I, I I saw an article about relationships and it was like the best lovers do this. And it talked about this one particular skill. And I thought that I would share that with you today, not because I'm trying to make you a better lover here in Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, but because this same skill is so powerful in so many other areas of your life, including marketing. So with that, let's dive in. These are the proven direct response marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Burr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, so starting with our message from today's sponsor um, let's see, that's me. <laughs> the training that I want you to check out today, it's linked in the description, is training your subconscious success mechanism. This is about developing your relationship with your subconscious mind so that you can connect with your feelings and thoughts and all of the things bubbling underneath the surface in order to, uh, number one, to manage any kind of shadow aspects that are there, any kind of negative emotions, negative thoughts, negative stories that you may tell yourself. And number two, to positively orient your subconscious in pursuit of your own desired success. I may talk about that a little bit more later in this episode. Let's move forward. So what is this skill that makes you a better lover and marketer? What's this skill that makes you a better lover and marketer? The skill is presence. And great little statement from that article I read, presence is power when you have presence you have a, a personal power uh, an interpersonal power. If you are truly able to be present with someone, you have just it, it's not power over them it's like uh, it's it is it's an attractive power in that conversation and relationship and moment. And so this this ability to be truly present with someone is what will make you a better lover and a better marketer. And this means you're not lost in thoughts of the past or the future, even thoughts of what they just said or what you want to say three minutes from now, or thoughts in the past and future completely outside of the present situation. It's about being in the moment, being present with them, being in that space With them. And, you know, even right now, I'm really focusing on being present with you through the camera that I'm looking at here. And it's all about this moment. It's all about being here, being focused in this moment and not having your mind wandering somewhere else. Now, I will say this it wasn't always easy for me. And I don't know about you, right? Like, but. I was diagnosed with ADHD, ADHD in, inattentive as a young adult, and uh, what that means, this inattentive subtype means that my body doesn't bounce all over the walls, but my mind does. My attention will go from place to place to place to place to place, and that's kind of the opposite of presence you, and and so it's something that you may need to cultivate. And I've honestly, like, I have gotten a lot better through time and prioritization, even, and even though I was diagnosed with ADHD inattentive, I'd be curious to compare the test results then if I were to take the same attention-focused test today, because I have spent so much time working on developing my presence and my attention and my focus and it's a skill that i'm actively developing even today so i i want to talk about first off generally like the benefits of presence in love and life and business um and like what it comes down to is when you are with someone when you're with someone you are really with them and this has aspects in or or this has benefits in, in all relationships, right? And it leads to better relationships to actually truly be with someone in the moment when you're with them and not off in outer space or attention completely somewhere else, completely neglecting that person by being present with them and engaging with them. You create deeper connections, uh, and you. One of the great things that it does is it helps you develop a better understanding of the other, of this other person who you are in communication with, in connection with, and um, and as you get to have this this deeper connection with them, um, you can you can develop more. What do I want to say? Like especially as you're as you're trying to communicate specifically in the context of of marketing and business and say for example you're 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 connecting with someone and you're going to have a conversation with them you're able to to pull out the robustness of their ideas so many times when we have a conversation if we just pick up the surface details of what someone is saying our understanding of where they're coming from is very, very, very limited to those surface details. Versus if we're truly present with someone and we're having a great connection with them, we, 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 we capture more of the thinking and feeling behind what they're saying. And it actually makes us a better communicator to be able to get more out of them as opposed to speaking more at them. So I want to give two specific examples where this presence pays off. The first one is in the context of like a client interview. And as a copywriter, man, I have done so many client interviews and oftentimes they're over the phone or on Zoom or whatever, and they can also be in person. But this client interview, there's a couple different types of client interviews that you might do. So one may be with your marketing team where you're actually trying to figure out the plan for a marketing campaign. And the next one may be with the particular like voice of the promotion, if it's not the same as the marketing team, and so you need to be able to do these client interviews, and presence is huge there. Um, one of the like one of the ways, in particular, that this pays off in the context of client interviews is as you're interviewing someone who is the the uh, the voice of the promotion. What you want to do is you want to pull as many interesting stories out of them related to your message, related to your offer, as you can so that you can retell their stories in marketing. And this is not just asking them questions. This is about how present you are. If you're not present, you can ask them a question, but they're gonna be, they're gonna be like pulled in tight, and they're gonna be closed down a bit, and they're not going to tell their best stories. They're gonna tell bad stories. But if you are really present with them and really engaged with them, and they can tell that you are listening, that you're in the moment with them, they will open up. And usually, they will tell more interesting stories, they'll give more interesting details. And part of that is going to become, is going to come just from the way that you're listening. And we will talk about active listening in a minute. I have some tips for you. Um, But also, because you're present, you're going to probe deeper into what they said. So I was talking about robustness of ideas. What I'm I'm saying there is as you are present and as you are listening carefully, you're going to say, oh, that sounds really interesting. Like, can you tell me more about that thing? And they're gonna open up even more. Now, a different context where presence pays off in business specifically is in a consultative sales call and especially like if you're running your own business and and having client sales calls, this is something that you should be doing a lot. When you are present with this prospect, um, this is, uh, well, let's start off like a successful client sales call is one where you're able to figure out from the prospect what will make them buy, like what they need, if you can help them with what they need and figuring out the buying criteria and decision making process and where they're at in all of that and so it's very much this dynamic back and forth conversation where you're trying to get as much out of them as possible not in some manipulative way but in a way where you're just trying to figure out if you have a fit here and so if you're not present in those conversations what's going to happen is they're going to not feel like you are listening and they're not going to feel like they are being heard, and so they're not gonna buy. Uh, Whereas if you are present in those conversations, they're going to feel connected with you, they're going to feel like you can help them, and when they feel connected with you, and like you're listening, and like you care about their needs, then they're going to buy. They're much more likely to buy. And so all of this comes out of just this general skill of presence. And I put together a couple tips for you, uh, realizing that this is this is going to make this episode a little bit longer, but this is such a valuable skill that I think that it's worth it. So building presence tip number one that I have for you is to practice attention, to practice attention. Uh, so there I, I have a couple different, ideas here uh, for you one is just the practicing focused attention typically this is done through something like a, a mindfulness practice or a meditation practice a very simple thing that you can do here is you can just breathe okay so we do it all day long most of us don't pay attention to it most of us don't do it thoughtfully it's just an automatic process but you can breathe thoughtfully and importantly don't breathe super deep <laughs> you know don't try and breathe out all your air don't try to breathe in all your air maybe you can do that once or twice as kind of a refresh you know just just empty out your lungs fill them back up but then just do a fairly normal breath maybe to about 80 percent of your lung capacity breathe in and then breathe out a little bit slower because that's just going to relax your body a little bit. By the way, breathing in through your nose, breathing out through your mouth, that works really well. And pay attention because once you've done one full in-breath and one full out-breath, then you're gonna count one. And then you're gonna do the same thing over again. You're gonna breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth, again, about 80% of lung capacity. Um, and you're going to count two at the end of that breath. Now, if you make it all the way back up to... If you make it all the way up to 10, uh, you probably do this frequently or you find attention easier for yourself. Most people struggle to make it all the way up to 10 before they lose track of what number they're on. And then if you did lose track, you can you can start back at one, but if you make it all the way up to 10, you also start back in, at, at one. And you could set a timer here for 10 minutes, five minutes, like if if, if it's that difficult for you to, to sit and pay attention. But this kind of practicing attention what it does is it forces you to be completely present with your breath. And this this presence that you have with your breath can translate into other things. A different different but similar practice is reciting of a mantra or a prayer. So for example, in Catholicism, there's praying the rosary. Um, If you have some prayer that you would like to repeat, you can do that that is a mindfulness and meditation practice that will help you practice your paying of attention by choosing to stay focused with that mantra with that prayer as you repeat it again you know 5 minutes 10 minutes the praying of the rosary is a more complex process but it's the same fundamental thing where you are paying attention over an extended period of time and you are pulling your attention back to that consistently. There's a different type of paying attention that you might want to do, a different type of practicing attention that you might want to do, and this is a, this is called an embodiment exercise where you are paying attention to what's going on in your body. And one of the reasons that I like this versus some of the other practices is this type of attention brings a little bit of curiosity because it's not trying to focus on the repetitive process of counting your breath and staying tuned into that. This is more about bringing a curious awareness to something. And so if you you can feel into different areas of your body like if you specifically start thinking about how do my fingertips feel right now you're going to notice sensations in your fingertips that you might not otherwise notice right uh, you can also do a body scan where you start at the top of your head and you just work your way down your body with your attention slowly how does the t- how does the very top of my head feel the the scalp uh, how does my forehead feel? A lot of times we'll notice, for example, a lot of tension in our face, or we'll notice a lot of tension in our backs, or we'll notice, you know, that we hold our our, our hands in a certain way or something. So you want to feel into these different areas of your body and just kind of ask, like, what physical sensation is going on for me right now? And then in some cases you might actually notice that you have some emotions tied to that, and there, there's a whole deep angle that you can go with this, or a whole deep study that you can go with this. But for the purpose of this developing presence and practicing attention, even just feeling what that physical sensation is, and do I notice anything else, do any thoughts come up as I think about that, and then just continue scanning through your body, that can be a great way to practice attention. Uh, you know, Even something as simple as, um, as as feeling the feeling of your feet on the floor or your bottom in a chair, That can bring you into the present moment and can be a great way to reorient yourself, especially if you've done this practice often, into present moment awareness, into presence with someone. Okay, building presence tip number two is active listening. Man, most people suck at listening. Most people, and you know, present company included, I have definitely sucked at listening. I'm still not a perfect listener or anything, but most people suck at listening. Uh, what most of us are doing in so many cases is we're looking for a hole in the conversation to insert ourselves into. We're looking for, like, we come up with an idea as we are hearing something, or even as we're not paying attention to the person we're talking to. And we just blah, we just blah, we just we, As soon as there's a moment of silence, and sometimes we don't even wait for that, we just, blah, we word vomit. Um, and, and so we've already formed this response, and we just want to blurt it out. That is not good listening, and it's not being present, and it's not being a good conversational partner. So active listening, on the other side of this, is listening to hear and to understand. And it's not really about what you say. It's about drawing more out of the other, like getting the person to convey their thoughts, their feelings, their experience, whatever they're trying to say. It's about listening to that and trying to get them to say more. And so, for example, when somebody practices active listening, they're going to ask a lot of open-ended questions. And you you can do this with, you know, somebody that you meet at the grocery store. You can Try to just ask one or two open-ended questions. You can, uh, you can do this with you know, random people that you meet. You can do this with, with just somebody that you're connected to, somebody you know uh, in your life that you would have a regular conversation with. Just try to be a little bit more of an active listener. And so these open-ended questions are things like, oh, what was that like? So they're telling you about something. They tell you something went on in the day. And instead of saying, oh, here's what ha- went on in my day, you say, oh, what was that like? And you'll notice that there's this, this, this moment where they're just like, oh, where, where they, just, they just open up to you. And it's a completely different space that you create from even just something as simple as, oh, what was that like? Um, then what happened? So they're, they're telling a story. Oh, then what happened? Oh, tell me more about that. Oh, that must have been uh, hard. How did that make you feel? We just find ways to, to ask these not yes or no questions, but questions that are, that are just asking the person to share more. I would love to hear more about that. Can you, can you share any more? Or, uh, you know, what happened next? Or what do you think led to that? Or just anything to get their thoughts and feelings out of them. When you are an active listener, Number one, it does require presence because it's not about how to just spit whatever out at people. It's about how to listen to people and how to listen to people in an active way. (laughs) Hello, that's the name. Uh, That is encouraging them to share. And when you do that, you're going to make the people that you are connected with, that you're talking to, feel important. They feel great and so they like you like when they feel good around you they like you and active listening does that and it, it actually reminds me like i've heard so many stories i've heard brian tracy has a version of the story i've heard Jay abraham has a version of the story uh, this episode's already running long so i'm not going to tell my own version of the story but there, so many times when we are interested in the other person instead of us trying to talk at them to make ourselves sound better, we are interesting to them. And so you can spend an entire evening talking to someone, just active listening, asking them to tell you more. And they'll say, that person was so fascinating. That person was so interesting. That person is such a good, like. is so great to talk to that person. I had such a great conversation with that person. And it was because you were interested in them and you pulled as much detail out of them as possible. This doesn't mean you can't share anything about yourself. It just means that even when you share something about yourself, it's about pulling more details out of them. It's about providing a, a new jumping off point for their conversation. So, And it's about affirming them. Uh, there's uh, I'm, there's a lesson that is the core of improv acting. and. Back at improv, it's awesome. Um, There's this lesson that's the core of improv acting that is yes and. An active listener is always yes anding the conversation. They're, They're affirming what the person has just said and they're asking the other person to continue adding details into what they're saying. And so it's a way of yes anding as opposed to no but, as opposed to like shutting somebody down. Man, this video is going long though, this episode is going long, so I'm going to move on to building presence tip number three. And this brings us back around to the sponsor of today's episode, which is the uh, subconscious mind training. Uh, Subconscious mind work is a very powerful thing for increasing your presence because so often when we are struggling to be present with someone, it's because we have these thoughts, these feelings, these these emotions, these distractions that are going on inside ourselves that prevent us from being in the moment. And so when you deal with your subconscious mind stuff, when you deal with those thoughts and emotions, you are essentially, you're 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 clearing things up so that they're not constantly bombarding you with things that are going to distract you from being present, from being there with the other person. Or, and you know, I haven't talked about this much yet, but even just being present with your copywriting, being present with your marketing messages, being present as you are doing all of this work, it makes the quality of everything that you do so much better. So when you deal with with these thoughts and emotions, um, the, there's, there's this metaphor, this image of cleaning the mirror. So you wanna see clearly in the mirror. If the mirror is dirty, if it's smeared with all sorts of gunk, you're not gonna be able to see clearly. Or the window, cleaning the window, whatever it is, right? Um, when you clean that off, then it gives you the clear view. And so if you want to be present in a situation, you want that clear view, and it comes from cleaning off the head trash, the nagging negativity, all of those like emotional things that can rear their head even at moments that are completely inopportune. And it will allow you to be more present as well as allow you to lead a better life. I have this quick uh, exercise that I got from Tara Brock, and she's a meditation teacher Etc. And it's the rain exercise, and uh, it it comes. It often is used for talking about or dealing with negative thoughts. It can be used for really any kind of thoughts because it's just about bringing awareness to whatever thoughts and feelings come up. So let's say you're in let's let's say you're actually doing that that body scan thing that I was talking about, and you notice some kind of emotion tied to some physical sensation. So the RAIN method, uh, is it's an acronym for Recognize, Accept, Interrogate, and Nurture. And so you might recognize that you're having this feeling, and this negative feeling comes up with tension and a certain spot in your body, and there's maybe some emotional content to that, and so you're recognizing that. Now, one of the, the knee-jerk things that we tend to do is, as soon as we have a negative feeling, we reject it. The RAIN method says don't reject it, actually accept it Um, and accept that, hey, I'm having this negative feeling, I'm having this negative experience. It's probably happening for some reason, right? It's probably connected to something. And so rather than rejecting it and shoving it down and having it continue to rear its head every time we're we're, experiencing whatever stressor Right. It's about accepting it and saying, OK, uh, um, I, I recognize that you're you're there feeling right. Like what? What uh, do you have anything to teach me? And that's that's where we get to interrogate. And so oftentimes our, our feelings, our stray thoughts, it's a part of ourself that's speaking up or trying to communicate. It is our subconscious some subconscious part of ourself is 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 trying to communicate with us. And so interrogate does not mean like a police interrogation. It's instead just ask the questions like, um, okay, I s- you're there, you're talking to me. What message do you have for me? Why, why are you bringing my attention to you? And you might notice, especially like if you use a journal or something, you might notice that you have some kind of Content associated with that negative feeling, and it could be connected to, uh, you know, fears, to anxieties, to, to uh, shame, to any kind of like, um, any kind of experience, either in your past or in your perceived, imagined future for what's going on, or in the context of a relationship or something. Right. It, oftentimes, there is some meaning there, and so you interrogate it. You you ask what message it has for you. And then nurture, the last step, is is to essentially express appreciation for your subconscious communicating that with you so that you have more understanding. And, um, and this is a type of presence with yourself, actually, to nurture yourself and say, you know, it's okay. It's gonna be okay. I'm here for you. Um, we're gonna do our best, I I appreciate you communicating this to me. I know this sounds a little bit weird talking to yourself that way. It does really, really benefit you, and it it helps your subconscious open up and communicate the things that you have not resolved that maybe you would benefit from resolving. And in the context of this, I mentioned journaling, and so journaling and mindfulness exercises like this can help you communicate with your subconscious, Also, if you need to go to therapy to deal with some of this stuff, I encourage you to go to therapy to deal with this stuff. And even training that can help you go through different processes that that will help you communicate with your subconscious and and deal with all these thoughts and feelings, it can be absolutely worth it. And it will, again, going back to the main topic of this, the skill that makes you a better lover and a better marketer, is presence and the more that you have dealt with the subconscious mind stuff the cleaner you've made that mirror the more present you can be in any given moment and so as you can see like that's why i made training your subconscious success mechanism the sponsor of today's episode check the link in the description it is part of a huge training library for marketing and copywriting it's btms insiders it's like netflix for copywriting and marketing training And also for entrepreneurs and marketers to improve yourself, to go through this personal improvement process, it makes you a better entrepreneur, marketer, leader, communicator, all of that. And so that's why I find it important to include things like that and thinking processes, processes, et cetera, in BTMS Insiders. So I'm Roy Fur, This is Breakthrough Marketing Seeker. It's a little bit different and a little bit longer episode, but my goal with every episode is to help you increase your marketing genius. And if that involves things like helping you figure out how to become more present in your conversations, hey, if that's what it takes to increase your marketing genius, that's what I'm going to share with you. And I'll see you again in the next episode. See you soon.